Welcome to the Mouska Moms podcast, a Disney planning podcast where we enjoy quick conversations and cocktails with a Disney twist. We're your hosts, Jennifer. Hi. Lori. Hi. And Juliana, that's me. As summer approaches, we are looking into some great summer trips, and we thought it would spend an episode um, on the top five reasons to see Europe on Disney Cruise Line. But first, of course, the Mouska cocktail. So today's Mouska cocktail comes to you from the Skyline Lounge Bar, which is located on the Dream and the Fantasy. And this drink is the Aphrodite drink from Rome. It has Metaxa, which is like a fortified wine, Cointreau, orange passion juice, freshly muddled thyme, coriander, rosemary, basil, and mint. Sounds delightful. It sounds very sweet, but like amazing. But I like that it has all those um, herbs in there. Yeah, Yeah, it's like a salad. It sounds it sounds sweet, but then you get thyme and coriander and rosemary and basil. I love the herbs. That sounds really, really fun. Yeah, so this is more like a a digestive kind of thing. What? And and the thing with the the thing with the skyline lounge, the shtick with the lounge. What did she say? An after dinner drink. What did you say? I wasn't listening. Digestive. That's the the word. She's fancy. I forgot. I'm sorry. Did you learn that in France? <laughs> this one time when I was living in France. <laughs> oh, it makes so much anyway. Skyline Lounge is super cool. It has the the um the window behind the bar changes so it constantly looks like you're in a different city. So so it's pretty cool. So this one is you're in Athens drinking yeah. Aphrodite. This is one of my favorite lounges on the ships. I just, I like, it's definitely a nighttime. There's no windows. It has that skyline that changes, like Jen said. But the cocktails are really cool and just from around the world. And they have the best martinis in there regardless if you order on this menu or off of it. Mm. I don't know that I've ever spent any time in here. I, we did the the bourbon tasting in here, but. Right. I don't I a whole lot of time in Skyline because it doesn't have a real window. It's one of the ones like this is like, remember one of the reasons why I like the way they moved things around on the wish, because on the other ships that all the adult areas are in that part where there's no, you can't see outside. So I don't spend a whole lot of time in Skyline, but at night when you can't see outside anyway, it's great. Exactly. Exactly. And it's very on theme with, um, European cruises because it's all the European cities that you go through. So, yeah, they have squirrel. Anywho, what a what a great drink to start with. Um, and now let's start with the top five reasons to see Europe on a Disney cruise. As if you needed a list, by the way. As if you needed a list. As if you needed a list. So let's start, what, with number five, I guess. 
Yeah. So I think first of all, it's important. People don't even realize that Disney Cruise Line does sail in Europe. There are actually a ton of itineraries through there. They have shorter three-night cruises um, from England. They have four-night cruises where you start in England and end in Spain. And then they have these great seven-night options, um, which are run the gamut from Northern Europe cruises to Spain, Mediterranean. Um, they were- I have- there's so many that I've There's had my so many. over the years, just sort of like dreaming for. And the, the amazing news is that there are still openings on these itineraries for this summer, which is really kind of wonderful for those of us who haven't jumped on our summer plans yet. So um, there's so much to choose from. Yeah, it. I think some people get surprised by how much and different itineraries that they have because it is, and we'll talk more, but it, the Disney dream is the only one that goes over there. Um, so it is only one ship that is um, over there, but they, they just keep moving the ship around. So it's not like it does the same itinerary for the entire summer. It moves around kind of everywhere which I think is great because you have all these different itineraries that you can pick and choose. And I think people just automatically associate Disney Cruise Line with Castaway Key and don't even realize that there are other destinations that you can enjoy. So let's talk about those destinations. So the top five reasons, number five are the itineraries. Yeah, so we went over these um, briefly above, but basically they have short ones and then super long ones. So they have a short one, they have a three-night one that goes out of um, England, they have an 11-night one that goes out of Rome, and everything kind of in between. Um, So the European cruises basically are during the summer, because that's essentially when you want to go over there. Um, So it's from May to September, um, and it's on the Dream. So this is kind of a change. The magic used to be over there. So I like the fact that the dream is over there. It's a bit bigger of a ship so you can fit more people. Um, You have a little bit um, of more activities on the ship and all that. I was like, how cool would it be to do? I like the aqueduct the most, but how cool would it be to do the aqueduct? And, you know, while you're like in port in Santorini. It's really cool. And then the cool thing about doing these cruises out of Europe is that you can pair them with those short escapes from Adventures by Disney, um, which is a great way to kind of combine some lesser known Disney products that are fantastic. But those short escapes are designed to be like quick three day visits that really get you to know the city that you're visiting. And they have them in all these ports that Disney Cruise Line sails out of so you could do you know your mediterranean france one and then do your short escape to disneyland paris that'd be fun yes well look at that it's a great idea i love it i always wanted to do the one um they had uh and it was only one sailing because again it's just one ship in europe and they had a norwegian fjord one that went um, late August, early September. And it was like always the day that my kids were starting school. I've had my eye on that one for years. But yeah. now I think that itinerary has actually changed. I'm going to double check while we're talking that I, because just what Lori said with the with the dream being a bigger ship, I don't know that they can get into the fjords the same way. So I want to check out, but they do have a wonderful, I've also got my eye on a Northern Europe from Copenhagen, which sounds amazing. Um, I just, oh, I, I, I think, the itineraries they have are just such a great way to do Europe. That's the one I want to do next summer. That's what I'm looking at. 2024 
Copenhagen. I want to do it this summer. <laughs> I want to do it this summer, but this summer I'm actually focusing on the Mediterranean. So. Yeah. Yeah. I love the Mediterranean. There's so many choices. So what else about it? All right. Number four. So this one is easier to budget. Now I say budget and people are going to go ballistic because I'm not, we're not going to lie. The cruises in Europe can be expensive on Disney. Um, Disney cruises in general can be expensive. But when I say easier to budget, I mean, it's easier planning wise to do a budget. Um, lots of people, when they say, I want to go to Europe, they have some sort of budget in mind. And that can be really tricky when you're trying to plan a European vacation because you're putting a lot of moving parts together. You're putting flights, you're putting hotels. Usually if you're flying from the States, you're not going to just be staying in one city. You're, you tend to be going to two or three cities. So you are going to have to then find transportation and tours and snacks and food and, you know, hotels and everything else along those. And that can be really hard to figure out. And the cool thing about, um, about cruising then means that your hotel is coming with you. So it's such an easy way to see multiple destinations and really get a taste of like, in this example, the Mediterranean and only have to unpack once, which right. if you're traveling with a family, I think is huge. Yeah, I guess that sort of puts us right then into number three, like, uh, which is the comfort of a Disney ship. You have, like you said, your hotel is traveling with you. You only have to unpack once. If you're a family of five, you know, schlepping through Europe is wonderful and fun, but it's also a challenge. And knowing that Disney is going to take care of it while you're there and that you can have everything figured out and all taken care of. I love that. Yeah. I think this is huge too, when it comes to, you know, going with kids. So, you know, the, you're traveling to all these different countries. And although as adults, we're super excited to go to these countries and try different things and try different foods and get pushed a little bit out of our comfort zone. A lot of kids do not. Um, you know, when we did it with Logan, it, it was nice to be able to come back knowing that if he did not feel like eating all the feta and fish in the world from the Mediterranean, he did not have to, and that he could go back and get a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. He could go back and get a chocolate milk that I knew was going to be good for him. It's a hundred percent true. It can be really intimidating traveling through Europe with children, even for the most seasoned of us, because like Lori said, kids are kids. And in Europe, in many ports in Europe, not all, in many ports in Europe, they don't have kids menus. They're not catering to your children. European kids are expected to just, you know, adapt. American kids less so. We, we give them what they want, which I don't necessarily mind. <laughs> I love being able to go back onto the Disney ship, like you said, and, and get my kid, you know, what I think, eat. And I think the other thing to keep in mind is, especially for, you know, Lori and I have lots of kids. So for families of five and six, traveling to Europe can be really difficult because typically European hotels sleep four, and even in some of those situations you're going to wind up getting two hotel rooms for your family of four you're really tiny 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 so the ability to go on a disney ship and be able to all stay you know your family of five stay in one stateroom is kind of a big deal which um, is a relatively large room too a, like compared to cruise lines disney cruise line staterooms are tremendous 
Yeah. And even if like my family of six, we need to, we, we bump us up to two staterooms, but that's kind of lovely also, because then, you know, Mark and I usually get our own room and we put all four kids in the other room and we get to spread out a little bit and it's great. And um, it is, it's that comfort of being able to come home at the end of the day when your brain hurts from trying to speak Italian or Greek or French or whatever it is. And you can go back on the ship and just relax in the comfort and familiarity with of a Disney cruise ship. So yeah, it is I mean, something to be said. I think it's too, I mean, you're touring all day, mostly when you go into these places. It's not like you're going to the Caribbean and heading off to a beach for three hours and then coming back on. You are touring all day. And it's nice, especially as a mom, to be like, all right, well, I got this organized. We're doing this. We're doing this for seven or eight hours. And then I don't have to sit there and be like, okay, well, then we need to come back and get organized. And where am I going for dinner? What are they eating? When are they going to bed? All of that part is taken care of on the ship where, you know, you can just go back. You know when you're going to dinner. You know what you're eating. And you also have the flexibility of being like, we're too tired. I don't want to go to main dining. I want to order room service. I want to just go up to, um, you know, the pool deck and get something quick to eat. So you just have a little bit more flexibility and a little bit more comfort knowing that you have different options. And I think that's a huge part. And in terms of doing Europe also, it can be really exhausting because it is, it is work. It's not like going and sitting on a beach for a week on, a, on your typical cruise. So being able to still have those kids clubs at the end of the yes. day where mom and dad can go back and take a nap <laughs> or sit at the pool or go to Skyline Lounge or whatever while the kids are completely happy. Um, it's, it's a big deal. Yeah, no, the kids club, I mean, that's a huge, that's a huge plus. Um, yeah. You know, you go over to Europe, you're usually there longer than what a typical normal vacation would be. And I love my children, but you know, there's no break from them. I, yeah. At some point I would like a break to just sit there. I don't even need to talk to my husband. Right. I we can just sit in complete silence. I I'm good with that. Um, I, I wasn't kidding about going back to the stateroom <laughs> and taking a nap. Like that would be my dream well, vacation. But it's like you said, you know, when you're planning a, a vacation to Europe with kids, you as the mom need to build in activities that your kids are going to love, right? Like, so today we'll go to the Louvre, but then we're going to make sure that we make our way over to the Tuileries to run a Ferris wheel or something like that, right? But with this, you don't have to do that. You know that no matter what, there's going to be a place for your kids to run around and enjoy themselves and feel totally comfortable. That said, when you get back on the ship, it's not like you're leaving the culture of the port that you're in behind. They do a lot to incorporate where they are onto the ship. So, because I think for some people, it might be a, a bit of a turnoff to be like, well, if I'm in Europe, I don't want to get back on the ship and leave it behind completely, but you're not. That's absolutely not the Disney way. No, and a lot of these places too with the itineraries, you'll see that they're not typical times. So when you're doing a Caribbean one, you're usually on by four o'clock. You get ready for dinner, blah, blah, blah. Some of these you don't get into 1 p.m. and you're not leaving till 9 p.m. So you actually can choose to go eat off and go eat in Santorini, go eat in, you know, Spain. You can choose to go do that. Um, so they are, the times are a little bit different um, in the sense of a regular, you know, arrive early in the morning, leave before dinner. Which is really cool too, because I hear that argument a lot as well about like, I don't, you know, I don't want to eat my meals on the ship. I want to experience the cuisine and all these local ports. And that's often an option as well. You can grab dinner in the port and then head back to your ship, or you can see some of that nightlife because you're in the port a little bit later. So 
there's lots of flexibility. Bottom line is yay for not having to pack and repack and unpack a million times for your family and yay for being able to fit a family of five in one that's in huge. one room instead of having to get three different hotel rooms, which and at the different. end of the day, that that is very like that. That's going to bring your budget up to where we are at with a cruise anyway, because you save on not needing three different hotel rooms. And yeah. packing and unpacking and, and, packing and unpacking. Oh, unpack. oh, yeah. It's different if it's just like me and Mark, but when I have all the kids, I don't want to do that. What a pain. Yeah. No, it's definitely the way to do Europe with kids. And now a word from our sponsors. Mouse Kamams are avid travel enthusiasts and our podcast is sponsored by Kingdom and Cruise Travel. If you are interested in booking a vacation to Disney or any other worldwide destination, be sure to check out the website, kingdomandcruise.com and their Facebook page, Kingdom and Cruise Travel. So we talked about eating in port, but there's also tons of other things you can do in the port. And Disney, that brings us to number two. Disney Cruise Line totally curates a great selection of excursions of, what do they call them? Port um, Adventures. Port Adventures from which to choose. Um, where you can sample the food that way, or you can take a food tour. You can, there's just so many cool things. Have, have you picked any? Yeah, I mean, I think... Two with the big plus for the excursions or port adventures, how they call or what they, Disney calls it is, you know, if you're just looking to do, let's say you guys want to go to the Coliseum and you start typing in tours to the Coliseum in Google, good luck. Yeah. Because there is, I'm not joking or over-exaggerating, there is well over a thousand Coliseum tours to yeah. choose from. And it's very hard to figure out Who's reliable? Who's the best? If I have children, who's going to make this fun for the kids? Is it appropriate for the kids? You know, all this other stuff running through your head. So the nice part with Disney is that they have port adventures for you to choose from. And yes, they're through Disney. So Disney has vetted. Disney has done the research that you don't have to do to go ahead and take a look and see what's appropriate. And the really nice part is Disney will then tell you what ages is it's appropriate for. It has a yeah. minimum age. It tells you. You can ask questions. Um, so that part is really, really nice. You can definitely pick excursions and tours outside of Disney. Um, but I think for some of them, it is just best to go with Disney. I think, well, too, the, 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 the thing, nice with thing about choosing your tours through Disney Cruise Line, sorry. The nice thing about choosing your tours through Disney Cruise Line, one of the nice things is that um, you don't pay for them up front. So, so it's not, you reserve them, you know, you get your spot. And then I think the final, they charge you the day before the excursion, once you're on board. Yeah. The so, day before 48 hours. So, I mean, you're not paying it until you're actually basically on the ship for the most part. Right. So that's tremendous flexibility that a lot of cruise lines don't offer as well. And then, and then the, I was going to say the other thing about choosing a, a port adventure through Disney is that, um, the cruise ship is not going to leave without you, which is not typically a concern, but for Europe, some of these ports can be really pretty far away from your main city and attraction, like Rome, for example, their port is in Civita Vecchia, which is, what is that, like 45 minutes, an hour away from Rome? Yeah. So when you have to when you have to factor in getting to Rome, doing your excursions in Rome, getting back from Rome to Civita Vecchia, it can be stressful. And if you haven't gone through a Disney port excursion company, then then I don't know. I have the personality that I would be freaking out the entire time. 
I don't want to have to be responsible for that. Much like all the other reasons why we're saying it's great to take um, a Disney cruise to Europe. It, it, you just don't want to have to think about all the moving parts. I would spend the entire day. If we had to be back on the ship by 7 p.m., at 3 p.m., I'd start freaking out. Like, yeah. we're too far away. We're not I, will, I will tell you, we did a tour outside of a cruise and we were in Sicily and we went further away. We went to Mount Etna and we went to a winery and we were coming back and I'm like, Oh, we have plenty of time. I'm good. I'm good. All of a sudden we hit a car accident, a massive car accident. And Logan had to go to the bathroom for the 15th hundred time. And we, I was losing my mind because yeah. we were shutting it down to the point where I'm like, we're not even going to make it to when they told us we were going to be back. Right now, I'm just trying to get back to the point of getting on the ship before that ship leaves. And right. we were, it made our, our tour guide was so stressed out and we had to run with the children. I had to scream in their face that they will be left in Sicily, which is not a horrible thing, but they were <laughs> going to be left in Sicily if they did not get their butts moving. Um, and it was very stressful. That's a, some of these, if you want to go further away, it's nice to know that you're, you know, it's a Disney tour. They're not leaving a Disney tour. Well, let's, let's, let, let's just, yeah, they will. The Disney cruise ship will leave you regardless of wh who you went on the tour with, but they will get you to the next port. If you yeah. yes. right. They might wait. A it's a lot bit. less likely to happen. Yeah. If, but, but if you are on your own, there's and no you miss it. You You're then have to pay to get to the next port. Whereas if you book through Disney, they're going to get you to the next port to meet the ship. Because I was going to say it'd be pretty extreme for them to leave. So yeah, I've seen, and I've seen well, it's, it's not necessarily, but it's not always up to the cruise line or the cruise ship. Yeah. It's up to the port, right? They have to get ships in and out. So if they have to go, they have to go, and that that happens. Um, not often at all. I think the bottom line, though, with these excursions is that Disney Disney knows families and Disney is all about telling a story. And so they look for tour companies that have those same values and they only yes. employ and and contract with tour companies that will give you a family appropriate experience with, you know, some off the beaten trail kind of things that you can't get from other um, companies, which is, which is what makes them so special. So the Disney, um, difference. the Disney difference, absolutely. And what is the number one reason? All right. So number one, we have so much to see in such little time. Um, so this is the biggest advantage with taking a Disney cruise to see Europe is there's so much to see over there. Um, and you know, like we said, just trying to plan to see three cities, it's, you're spending a lot of time trying to figure out where you're going and how you're getting there and taking trains or taking, you know, airplanes. And it's nice to be able to go on a ship and see seven, eight different huge ports and cities in Europe. Um, so it's not just, you're seeing, you know, one or two places, a lot of these, a lot of these European itineraries, you're, there's not a lot of at sea days because you're just going from one port to the next. Cause they are so close to each other. Um, and you're not wasting your time. So like we've said, it's your base. It's where you have everything set up. It's not unpacking and repacking. If you were to see three cities, you'd be unpacking and repacking four to five times. That's really huge too, because <laughs> most of the most of the travel on the ships are happening at night while you're sleeping anyway. So, 
you know, we're go, I'm going with my family to Spain in December and we're going to Barcelona and Madrid. And we have a whole entire day where all we're doing is flying from Barcelona to Madrid. And I had to figure out transfers to how I'm going to get from the hotel to the airport. And then we fly from Barcelona to Madrid. And then I had to set up the transfers to get from the Madrid airport to the hotel in Madrid. And it's a whole day that's gone. Um, which time is money when you're going that far away. Airfare is really expensive and, you know, you're wasting an entire travel day traveling instead of sightseeing. And that's the big, I think what you said was the biggest thing. You, they are traveling when you're sleeping and it's not like you're on a plane or a train where you're uncomfortably sleeping one or two hours. You are comfortably sleeping in the wonderful Disney beds while oh they God, are taking you so to the next port. Exactly. I get the best sleep of my life on those beds on the Disney cruise. They are so comfortable. I don't know what it is, but literally I, the best sleep of my life. Like I can't wait. I'm cruising in October next and I can't wait because the beds are so nice. It's the little things. It's the yes. little things. Oh so yes. Number one is basically, I mean, we can just label it time is money and you are, you are, this is the, best way to see it, especially with families. Um, and you could be wasting a lot of time traveling back and forth to different cities when you could be spending that time sipping a cocktail. Yeah. Um, while, while the world just floats. Okay. Wow. There you go. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I think that's the tagline for Disney cruise, although not sure. very Disney. Just sip a cocktail while the world floats by. Yeah, that's super. That's that's exactly what I think of when I think Disney. <laughs> I mean, I do because the kids are occupied. Otherwise, they're occupied. They're gone. So, so yeah, you get your pop spritz and you're on your way. Oh, no. I need to bring those. Pop do they have those on? It's just on the wish. Is it just on the wish? Maybe they'll bring them to the dream. They we should write a letter. Um, Josh DeMero, you're my Josh. bestie now. You should listen and maybe suggest that those beverage fun drinks go on all of the Disney cruise line ships. Yeah, but especially the Europe one. That would be yes. that's where it should go. Like yeah. a pop spritz peach bellini. Yes. That's well, genius. Over, yes, while well, looking over at Greece, that's what I want. That's what I want. Yeah, like a Prosecco and a little bit of some spirit and then a peach popsicle. I love it. With Mount Etna in the background. I love oh. it. Little Pavarotti going on. <laughs> Little Andrea Bocelli on the radio. Um, Let's do it. So apparently the new Mouse Moms GoFundMe is to GoFundMe a Mediterranean cruise on oh, Disney Cruise Line. Well, that leads us to the Mouse tip then. It's not too late. It's not too late to book a summer vacation on Disney Cruise Line. I know that sounds crazy, but there are still European itineraries available for this summer. So if you're like me <laughs> and you haven't planned a summer vacation past June, take a look. Um, let us know. We'd be happy to help you out. Um, and if you're thinking of the future, 2024 summer is out also. Um, and it's always a good idea to book early. So do it. That's the tagline. Disney Cruise Line. Always a good idea. Oh, look at me. Look at me. Marketing genius right here. Josh, I'm talking to you. All right. Take us out. Genius. <laughs> All right. Mouse friends. There you have it. What's the perfect way to see Europe? Have you done a European cruise on Disney Cruise Line? Let us know. 
Just a quick reminder to check out our Facebook group, Mask of Moms Podcast, to dive deeper into this and all things Disney and Disney planning. Be sure to follow our show so that you receive notifications when new content is released and you never miss an episode. And please consider writing us a review as well. We really appreciate it. Did you just- now it's time to say goodbye to all our company. Why? Because we like you. And-